You're now listening to Churchy Life with Church Funny. Every week, we're bringing you fun conversations with real Christians from every walk of life. Make sure you visit churchylife.com for more. Welcome to Churchy Life, the podcast with Church Funny. This is your host, Damon Collins, the creator of Church Funny. I want to thank you for checking out the episode today. Once again, we have a guest, and this is a very special guest. She is an amazing singer. Um, She sings background for uh, probably more people than I know, but most recently, Kirk Franklin. (laughs) That's right. Um, And then she was also part of the acapella group 10 that was on the sing-off show, and they were like the, you know, I think the greatest group that was on there. Um, We have my friend Darian Yancey, or Didi. I'm going to call her Didi the whole time. Didi, say what's up to everybody on the show. What's up, you guys? Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate you doing this with me. This is dope to be able to talk to you. Um, of course. Let the people know a little bit more about who you are and what you got going on and all that good stuff. Well, um, see, this is always very weird to me when I am asked to do that because I literally don't feel like I have anything going on. I'm, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't. It's so hard for me to actually just say I and uh, I just came um, home to Dallas from the Long Live Love tour uh, with Kirk Franklin right. and Corinne Hawthorne. And so we were out for almost six weeks. And I am home in Dallas for another week before I leave um, to go overseas to Thailand um, oh, wow. to do some, some work with the uh, U.S. Embassy and Cultural Affairs program um basically just teaching about gospel music all day and then mm -hmm, and then um once i leave thailand i will fly to japan and meet up with kirk and the crew and end out my month doing billboard live um for about 10 days so um but i really don't be feeling like i have nothing going on though like i just (laughs) yeah i'm I'm not flying anywhere (laughs) anytime soon I'm um, just trying to pay some bills, man. That's it. Like, you know, and I'm being, you know, fulfilled in the process. But yeah, that's yeah. that's it. No, that's what's up. <laughs> I mean, I might get some Thai food this weekend. But other than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, besides all that, I'm a mom. Um, yeah. My oldest daughter graduated from high school last year. So she's starting college on Monday. Oh, and um and I have another daughter who is starting her junior year in high school. So, you know, that's that's it. That's life. That's it. Dude, the interactions between you and your daughters on that you post on just Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> just just pray for us. Just pray for us, right? It's, oh. That's my thing. It yeah. is literally <laughs> ridiculous is what it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's But it's, I mean, it is our daily, daily life. And I tell people all the time. I think the reason why it's that way is because I had my daughters early. Okay. Um, I had them at, you know, 18 and 19. Mm. So we basically grew up together and I've never necessarily felt like a mom per se, but (laughs) I think the reason why that's, that is, is because my mom never treated me like I was their mom. So she really talked, she would go off on all three of us at the same time. And it would just be like, (laughs) I'm y'all's age. Like I'm basically just like y'all's older cousin that happened to babysit you from time to time overnight. (laughs) They're looking at you. Right. In trouble. Right. Like, (laughs) Ooh, grandmommy's grandmommy's going to get you like that. So that's the thing. And then they didn't start calling me mom until, 
I don't know, maybe like they were third and fourth grade. They called oh, me wow. D.D. like uh, forever. <laughs> and I just didn't have a problem with it. Like people would hear them saying D.D. and they would just be like, you're not going to tell them to call you mom. And I'm like, for what? Like, I don't wow. care about that. <laughs> I just never, I never cared about any of that. So, but now I am grateful for the relationship that we have Yeah, that are like sisters almost because mm. I feel, I feel that they're more open to me. Yeah. And I try my best to let them know, like, you know, hey, whatever road you decide to go, you know what I'm saying, down through life, it may not be what I want for y'all, but if it's what makes you happy, I just need for you to come to me and be woman enough to say, this is what I'm going to do right. so that I know how to cover you in the process. Yeah. And I mean, cover you against family, cover you against the world, like, right. you know, that type of stuff. But yeah. other than that, yeah, no, the interactions be ridiculous, and I don't even know how to make it get back on track, because, you yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know, because, eh, I mean, I got started way later. <laughs> like, I, my kids are, <laughs> I'm going to be the very old dad, um, yeah, because my kids are three and four right now. We need to balance, honey. We don't, Look. everybody don't need to be at the at the events twerking and stuff like I be uh, doing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> we need the balance. Somebody got to be mature. You know what I'm saying? I, I Somebody so. has to be mature, and it don't look like it's gonna be me no time soon. So, <laughs> all right, well, I'll, whatever. I'll take on the <laughs> the mantle of balance, as it were. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that. That's cool. <laughs> What's funny is, um, and we were talking about this. So we actually met, and you don't remember this. This was I don't. Yeah, it's all good. We met. Um, so I used to go to the Stellar Awards and the Stel- Stellar Weekend. Um, for a couple years in a row, I helped with okay. Bonafide Radio's um, website. I, I built like their site and all that stuff. I'm a software engineer, so okay. I do like web stuff. And so I'd help on the team and all that stuff. I just remember okay. that I remember you hanging out with Gerard um, and some of the other folks from Bonafide Radio, and we were all at some concert, one of the many throughout the weekend. Um, and somebody was up singing, and I mentioned how it sounded like he had a muffin in his throat. Um, <gasps> what? Yeah, because he did. I'm not gonna say who it was, but he sounded like he had a muffin in his throat. Jesus, and you help and us. One of the other dudes from Ten just like fell out laughing. I know exactly who the guy is that probably fell out with me laughing. I know exactly who it is, and I remember this was Bonafide's party that we sang at. Yeah, yeah. Because right. it was the first and only stellar event that I had done. And I swore that I would never do Like, I was just like, oh, I cannot deal with all the people and <laughs> all of the events. People. And it was way too many. But I totally, yeah, Elgin was probably the one that was laughing with me. Because okay. this is this is just what we would do. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Okay. Yeah, so I'd be, so we'd be there. I'd be there for a couple years with them doing stuff. And, you know, but yeah, you always seem cool. So I know when we linked up on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. It was it was just always cool to be in touch with you. So yeah. I try my best. I try my absolute best. <laughs> to tell be the, as cool uh, as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh tell the people uh who's listening, like how you so I know you grew up in church. Well, I'm guessing you grew up in church like I did. Mm-hmm. Um give a shout out to like your home church. Like how did you come up in church? What kind of church did you come up in? All that stuff. Well, I was born in Arkansas, so I uh, I lived in Arkansas from the time I was born up until about five years old before we moved to California, mm-hmm. and I grew up in the Mojave Desert right outside of Edwards Air Force Base okay. in California City. Um, I've been Kojic for as long as I've ever known. I, the grand you know old. 
the grand oh i represent everywhere i go Arkansas so do I. first jurisdiction yes my bishop was bishop lt walker and of course you know what i'm saying bishop g patterson was the bishop that i remember bishop right? gilbert earl let me tell you something there's <laughs> nothing nothing like waking up on sunday morning and hearing bountiful blessings going right. forth on, <laughs> on the tv right. um but yeah i grew up um i grew up kojic and in it now that I look back on it, we were as strict, I guess, as what apostolic churches are today, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it depends on the area. It depends yeah. on the area. Because I remember, because we were in the Deep South, um, we didn't wear makeup. Um, the, the, the church mothers didn't want my mom to let me wear pants. But of course, of my, course mom was a, my mom was a rebel. In mm. the church, she was, she was, you know, she was still a church girl, but her thing was, my daughter's not about to freeze in the wintertime. She don't have <laughs> right. on some pants, like, you know, so, but my mom, I didn't grow up with uh, seeing women uh, wearing makeup, so I didn't get to play in my mom's, like, blush and lipstick when oh, I was right. little, like my kids have, you know what I'm saying, seen, because <laughs> right. they've all, they've only known a mom, you know what I'm saying, who will beat her face in a car, get out, whatever, but, um, but yeah, I grew up with the whole, you know, you don't cut your hair, um oh and, and you don't cut your hair that's very yeah apostolic. no you don't yeah you don't cut your hair you know that just wasn't what we did and and it and it was a, a super like deep holiness church so we yeah. believed in you know um the evidence of uh the holy ghost by speaking in tongues and Absolutely. we believed in tarrying services and right. uh watch night service starting at 7 p.m and going until four o'clock in the morning and yeah. you're just like wait why am i still here Look, the only like, time, have- the, the only time our well, when our um, watch night services stopped going to four a.m. was because we were in South Central L.A. and people ah. started shooting, <laughs> and bullets would no, I'm dead. bullets would be raining down in the church parking lot. So like, we gonna go ahead I and cut can't. out early. Yeah, we go, <laughs> we go cut out early and let the saints of God go. That's yeah, when it stopped being no. like, okay. Let's let's go home. Yeah, but yeah, no, that, we yeah, didn't. I didn't even realize that watch night services could actually start at 10 p.m. <laughs> and end like 1230 until I moved to Dallas and the Potter's House started oh. doing watch night services. Um, when I moved to Dallas was it was I moved here permanently in 97. Okay. And uh, my mom had already been a member of the Potter's House at that point for maybe about six months. Um, so we were amongst the first group of people that joined the church. So I've been a member there 23 years. Oh, wow. Um, 23 years this past July and church was just so, it's just, it's so different. It's so different from what, first of all, because I did not realize that the Potter's house had an apostolic, uh, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, I didn't realize it. Yeah. Okay just found out that uh the potter's house had apostolic roots uh, mm. about five years ago okay. when we were doing a baptism and i realized that they didn't baptize in the name of the father son and holy ghost <laughs> and i yeah. called my grandmother and said grandmama um you know oh, we, were, we were having a baptism service today and bishop jakes you know was baptizing blah 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 and I didn't hear him say nothing about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And she was just like, girl, y'all Jesus only. And I was just like, are we? <laughs> are we? Wow. Are we and really? you were there for 20 some years. I had just, been just there found... for years and wow. had never, had never known anything about it because to me, it was just like, 
the Potter's House was in a world of its own. Yeah. Like yeah. we did things so different from other churches. So I just was like, this is a non-denominational church. And and it is, right, but yeah. we just have a lot of practices that are apostolic that I did not realize were apostolic until my grandmother pointed it out to me. That so funny. I but I loved um I think that's the reason why now I am a part of that group of older millennials that that I'm not necessarily uh, pulling myself away from the church because church has always been super fun to me. Right. Like it's funny. The funniest things that I've seen have literally been in church. Like I've seen people, you know, say that they, you know, quote unquote caught the Holy ghost and have ran smack into a wall. And we as kids are looking like now, Oh yeah. <laughs> did did the Holy Ghost send you into that wall or are you like the pigs that had to jump over into the like what's happening? Look. Well, you know, like, wh- like why would the Holy Ghost make you why would the Holy Ghost make you dance if you know that we have a choir stand that's on uh <laughs> on a ledge? Why would the Holy Ghost make you dance and fall off that ledge and bust your face? Like I don't I just but see, so, yeah. the excuse they use is, but the Holy Ghost protected me. You see, I'm not bruised. I'm the like, Holy Ghost, that is, that is literally the reason what they would say. They would say yeah. the Holy Ghost protected me. So <laughs> right. that's why I don't have no scar or that's exactly. why there was no blood. Like I just fell and I'm just like, but you definitely going to feel this tomorrow yeah. because this is a, this is a wood floor. Okay. <laughs> this ain't, this ain't linoleum. This is straight wood. Uh, like you can run your fingers across this and get splinters. Oh, so, Jesus. um, you're going to feel this tomorrow tomorrow you're gonna feel this so so yeah church has always been um it's just always been very interesting to me and i don't necessarily know what my life would be like had i not grew up um in the church of god in christ because it's where i learned how to sing and where i learned how to really like either you gonna sing this note or you not yeah no our choir directors wasn't playing at all yeah ever Um, and my mom was the game my mom was the choir director. My uncle was who was over our choir. Oh, that and my uncle right now, my uncle right now to this day is either when you get this mic, you going to do what you need to do, or I'm taking the mic from you and giving it to somebody else in your face. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that whole, you know, being nervous to sing with different people was never something that I ever experienced because my uncle been getting me together since I first started singing. And I was three when <laughs> I sang my first solo. In church. That is funny. Like, Dee Dee, this is the note you're going to sing. You're going to start here. And, you know, so, yeah, it's it's just uh, the Church of God in Christ is, you know, that's roots. I don't know what they got going on today, but it's always going to be the goat for me. Yeah, absolutely. I still, yeah. I still love the Church of God in Christ. My, um, the church I was at for a long time in San Diego was um, St. Stephen's. It's Bishop McKinney's church, and he's from Arkansas, too. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's originally from Arkansas, so it's, that's a trip. Um, do, yeah. do any of your kids sing? Do the kids sing at all? My youngest daughter sings like an absolute angel. I'm oh, wow. I'm always just so like blown away wow. by you know what I'm saying when she uh we just took her um to the studio to actually do like some background work earlier yeah. this year. Um, my mom, um, my mom. We I come from a really big family, and mm-hmm. uh, my mom um has eight sisters and five brothers. And one oh, wow. of the mm-hmm, one of the younger sisters uh, passed away suddenly this year from breast cancer. We oh, we just we didn't know what was happening, what was going on, and she was diagnosed one day, and then ten days later 
she was gone. That's and like so, exactly what happened with an aunt of mine. Like it's she was just, in the hospital for something random, and it's like, oh, yeah. And like literally, like maybe a week yeah. or so later, she. It was so crazy. Yeah. It's it, it's and you know what? In that experience, it. Uh, I've had a lot happen in the last couple of years, but that took me. It took me to a place I just didn't. I didn't necessarily know where I was going to be able to come back from because I was yeah. just like, now, Lord. Now, look, I feel like you've given me, you know, like this cup. I ain't asked you to take it yet. Right. They haven't asked you to this, though. You can you can take this, though. Like you can, you know, I really didn't need this. You know what I'm saying? To happen. But in the midst of all of that, my family, the way that we deal with stuff is we, you know, of course, we come together and we really like lean into family. But then we're we're all singers and musicians. So my uncle and my brother wrote a song. And they asked me, my brother sang on it. My uncle did some uh, talk box work on it. And they asked me and my aunt to sing. And then my daughter was just at the house randomly one day. And my brother said, you know, uh, I'm going to let Trinity do the end of this song. And so the end of the song required her to do all of her own BGVs as well as sing on top of it. And we were sitting there amazed at the fact that my brother would sing a line. And he would tell her, sing it like this. She would go Mm -hmm. in and just sing it. No prep no nothing just i was just like this is crazy and it and it's always as a parent i would assume that it is the craziest thing in the world to hear your tone coming out of <laughs> right yeah <laughs> another I'm, a, I'm sure. a child of yours because sometimes when i'm when i'm up singing now um i it, and it's just something that happens in my mind real quick. Like, oh my God, Dee, you sound just like your mom right now. Mm-hmm. While I'm singing, this is the <laughs> conversation that's going on in my head. And so it's weird when I hear her and I'm just like, yo, she really does sound like me when I'm laying BGVs for other people. So yeah, she's, she's super, she's super talented. And my oldest daughter doesn't necessarily sing, but she's, she's really musically inclined to the point where she mm-hmm. can hear a song one time and can sing it back to you the mm-hmm. way that she heard it. Oh, she's wow. been like that since she was a little girl. Yeah. See, I was going to ask if it was like some tips or something because my kid, so the kids are three and four, they love music, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. My, my son surprises me a lot. Like he'll, he just searches for stuff on his iPad by himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's four, but he can like read and type things. It's, he's, uh-huh. Uh but so he'll But they just haven't started singing singing yet? Nah, not really. Um he he'll sing like he he found a Fred Hammond song cuz he loves Fred Hammond and commissioned. <laughs> he'll type look hey, up commissioned. Hey, listen, listen. He's he's a little child after my own heart because I told my mom that I was going to marry Fred when I was oh, 6. All right, see there. <laughs> then I met him later on in life and I actually walked up to him and told him Oh, um, wow. you know, I've been, I've been in love with you since I was six years old. Like, so what's up? <laughs> so what's up? No, so, right. That's the ending. So what's up? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like what, <laughs> what can we do? Court. <laughs> I'm leaving it all to you, sir. Let's you know, go. Just hit me up whenever, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny, man. Oh, but it's, yeah, it's funny. He, so he, they sing, um, they're not like especially on key all the time because you know you'll see yeah. like those little the the little prodigy kids would be like how yep. are y'all harmonizing y'all are too yep. <laughs> my kids ain't doing yep. all that so I don't know if they just at some point later down the line they'll be able to just you know sing or if they even you know do stuff like that but the boy found like one of Fred, like Fred Hammond's latest project and he's walking around just he sings the whole song trust in the name of the yeah like, yeah looking like who what is happening right now he'll sing the whole yeah, song yeah you from, know what yeah. 
they made, and the thing is, I, w- I thought the same thing about my girls. Cause it was just like, okay, I literally stood up in church and sang a full solo at three years old. Like I hadn't even started school yet. Right. And I was thinking why, what's taking my kids so long to like right. show these signs. But what happened with Trinity, she's 17 now randomly at a family reunion when she was like 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, was she 12? Yeah. She, yeah. She was about, she was about 12 or 13. Um, we were, we were singing and I called her up and said, Trinity, just repeat after me. Mm-hmm. And Trinity took the mic for me and started doing runs. Oh, and we wow. was just like, wait, what? <laughs> and so the whole from? time it was just uh-huh. like, where did this come from? And she was just like, I just hadn't wanted to sing before now. That gives me hope. I like it. So I yeah, like it'll, it. it'll happen. My brother Dre was the same way. We didn't know he could sing anything. My mom used to put me and my two brothers up in church all the time together to sing as a group. Yeah. Dre would always just be holding the mic. He was never singing anything. And we were just like, okay, he's just going to be the silent the silent member of the group. That's and funny. then one day as a teenager, we heard him singing and it was just like, so he sings better than the both of us? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? So yeah, it could happen. It could just happen later on down the line. My mom would do the same thing because I'm, I'm one of seven. And there was... Okay. Um, four of us that were older. So I was like, she'd have us up singing in the front of the church. Like when I was little, same thing. I think, I don't know when my first solo was, but I have a picture of me singing. I must've been like maybe four or five with a ridiculous Afro. Um, so I was like Michael Jackson at that point because of the Afro, <laughs> because of the, the thing. But yeah, I, we, we were up and we'd always be like singing random songs. We, she'd always be the one to like coordinate the Christmas program and stuff. Cause we were at like a tiny church. Yeah, um, and so yeah. it was like she was the one over the music for some reason, even though she doesn't really like listen to that much music. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't let us listen to a whole lot of music either, which was my mom either. She didn't. I didn't grow up on any of the things that any of my friends actually listen to today. Like I'm just now, which is probably the reason why I can't say that I'm a fan of these people so much. But like I didn't listen to Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five growing up. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know anything about Prince. Didn't know anything right. about him. Until I was like 20, 21. I just didn't listen to any, like the only thing that I listened to growing up was gospel. Now, my mom would definitely let it be. She would, you know what I'm saying? We would do contemporary gospel, like the Vanessa Bell. I will never, ever, ever forget. So my first solo was um, Dillion Richard's song. um, You got to move on up the mountain. Gotta keep the devil down, cause he doesn't have a right to be on higher ground. So listen, I'm I'm up here in my glory here, okay? And so from then on, my mom would, every time they would call me up to sing a solo, she would always tell me what I was going to sing. We had about three or four songs in my little repertoire. She'd right. be like, okay, Didi, you're going to sing this tonight. So I'd be like, okay, this one particular night, right, I had been waiting. My mom was such a helicopter mom to me (laughs) she controlled what i say she controlled what i put on for clothes she controlled my hair and so i used to wait on those times when like say mama would oversleep one morning for school and i could do my own hair and all that stuff i used to wait on these things so one night my mom had to i don't know if at, at your church 
I wasn't at a really big church, but it wasn't a really small church either. And we had like financiers that would sit at the table yeah, yeah. and they would write down what everybody would come up to the table and like put on the offering table. So like sister so-and-so gave $10, oh, sister wow. so, like whatever. No. So my mom <laughs> was one of those women this particular night and she had to go back into the back mm-hmm. to count the money and do the little bookkeeping. Yeah. And while she was in the back, my pastor called me up to sing and I was like, Oh, this is my opportunity. Here we go. So I get up and everybody is just like, you know, waiting on me. So I start singing Vanessa Bell Armstrong song. You bring out the best in me. Oh, wow. So anybody that is not familiar with this song, the song is really nice, right? Like it's, yep. you know, it, the, you know, it basically is just, um, you bring out the best in me always. Okay. I'm up here giving it, yo. <laughs> when it got to that part, um, how I long to see you. There's a burning inside. Yo, I am going in like I am at the oh. BT Awards. So when the, the ad lib come up, you, you, you bring it out, boy. I didn't say all of this. And my uncles, my uncles are the band, right? Oh, right. So my uncle, my uncle who is over the choir is playing lead guitar and he looking around like, is anybody going to get Dee Dee? Like, <laughs> y'all just going to let her, y'all just going to let her sing this whole song. And my mom says she came out and I'm up there just because at this point, so back in the day, people would think that little girls were fast if like you got up and you sang and you used your hands. Okay, oh, well, wow, I... Okay, I I am an entertainer, right? Yes. So I'm up here and I'm using my hands and I'm going in and my mom said she came out. She was looking and she said the pastor was embarrassed. Oh, she wow. was embarrassed. And after I got done, I walked over to where she was like, bam, I did that. And mama was just like, <laughs> mama was like, when we get home, no, when we get right. home. Me and you, we talk. So she said, Didi, I, you cannot get up and just sing whatever you want. And I'm looking at her like, why? Lord. We listen to this all the time at home. Why can't I sing? So the pastor was just like, uh, after I got done singing, you know, everybody clapping and stuff. And he got up and he was just like, you know, Sister Diane, oh, you know, you got to, y- y'all might have to watch that one. <laughs> From then on, I've carried that reputation for the longest. It's just like, yo, I get up, I do whatever I want in church, right? I'm, I'm a, yeah. if, if, if it's a beat, know that Dee Dee is dancing. I don't care what song it is. I don't care. <laughs> like, praise and worship, it, it's a Beyonce concert to me. So let's that go. That is funny. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. I was going to ask you about, you know, a funny church story. That was hilarious by itself. Yo, I just, the, the embarrassment. I remember my mama telling me that my uncle was just like, his face was so red because he was like, there was a visiting church. Oh. And I'm up here just giving all types of Tina Turner baby real concert mode. Shoulders, hands. <laughs> Spinning. It's a mess. A yeah. whole mess. That is funny. <laughs> oh wow yeah well i guess we'll go ahead and have um have benediction father god we thank you for this <laughs> for this time of fellowship that you've allowed us to <laughs> partake in. Oh, oh my god dude that's funny yeah I don't even know yeah. if you had another story to tell. I just uh, well you know well see this is the thing because it because it's church things just happen like all the time like you know, fast forward 20 something years and I'm now a member of the Potter's house. And because it is a big church, uh, we always have something crazy going on. Like, 
there was this one lady who decided every single bishop was doing a series called transformation transformational okay. i think it was called like transformational activity or something like that but anyway he was in this series and this woman every single Wednesday night, it did not matter what was going on in church. Every single Wednesday night, she was coming down to the altar and she was just snatching her clothes off. What? Cause she said she was transforming. So like we would literally be up doing praise and worship. I will never forget. Um, we were up doing praise and worship me and the guy that, um, that you were saying, you know, me and the guy was falling out laughing oh, at the bonafide no. party. Me and Elgin is up on stage doing praise and worship and she just came up and just like snatched her clothes off. And I remember afterwards we were, you know, like when we got off to the side where, you know, the praise scene was sit, me and Elgin, we're over there weak. Like we cannot get it that, together at all. And he was like, he was like, Didi, it was like she had Velcro on her clothes. She was just like snatching. <laughs> she had the tearaway suit. Every, every oh. single week. She, this happened for like three weeks straight. Wait, so, Three okay. weeks straight. See, because, okay, so first I'm thinking, this is a large, organized church. Such, yeah. you know, Mm-mm. foolishness shouldn't be happening. Oh, no. And then I'm thinking, okay, somebody run up the first week and bust <laughs> out the NBA basketball breakaway right. suit on you. And you're like, okay, right. wait a minute. The second week, the yeah, church uh, mothers would have had the sheet ready. Uh, so that's the first thing. We don't have, you know what I'm saying, a exactly. lot of church mothers. <laughs> Bam, that's the first right. thing. So that's what I'm like. They probably yeah, don't have and the sheets. The, yeah, the second thing is, um, so what I did not realize is that in Texas, if a person, um, for whatever reason, is naked and you're trying to restrain them, okay, you putting your hands on a naked person without their permission, mm. um, they can sue you for sexual assault. Oh, wow. So the security guards were trying to handle this every <laughs> week, but they would be trying to like, they're trying to coax her off the altar. Like, they're telling her, ma'am, can you come with us? Blah, blah. And she funny. just like, she like, I'm transforming. No. I'm in the spirit. And it was just, but every week, every week for like three weeks. See, she was just like taking holiness, off her clothes. If old school holiness old school was still in effect, Let they would wrapped her something. up in a sheet so fast. She wouldn't know what was going on. Wrapped her up in a sheet. She would have been doused in that good Pompeii olive and oil. You better believe it. Because shout out you to Pompeii and olive li- oil. Shout the true standard of holiness. It is the true standard. <laughs> like, I don't even believe that none of the rest of this oil can be anointed nah. the right way. Because if it's not Pompeii in, that, in the bottle, they got the yellow cap. In the glass bottle. The glass bottle. That part. See? That's, that's, a, that's the oil see? that got power. That's I don't it. know about none of this other. I don't know about this other oil. This coconut, no. this olive, grapeseed, lavender. None yeah. of that stuff works. It's it, If it's not Pompeii, I just don't want no parts of it. So, yeah. yeah. No. Had she been at my grandmother's church back home, it would have just been like, oh, girl, you're not. <laughs> right. we, we're not doing that tonight. So, yeah. It's, there's always funny things happening at the Potter's house. Like, it is... I laugh more there than I laugh anywhere else. Like that's, that's ever. funny. Cause honey, the people be doing and saying hilarious things. It's, it's too much freedom. There needs to be. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of freedom. Well, just, just a couple of years ago, uh, new year's Eve night, uh, myself and one of the musicians was opening up service, uh, with the choir doing, um, Anthony Brown's song, I don't forgot what the name of the song was, but anyway, we had dancers, we had routines. It was a thing. Wow. And, um, the, the guy, uh, you know, that was leading the song with me, he actually had 
he was like, I need 300 grateful people to come down to the altar and, you know, help us sing this song because we were singing grateful people. Okay. And all of a sudden, this man comes down with all of the crowd of people and just said, I'm just going to invite myself on stage and stand in between y'all. Oh. So he comes walking up the stairs. Nice. My my co-leader was just looking like, okay, so wait, what do I do? Because he's new, <laughs> right? He don't know that this is what people do at our church all the oh, time. Boy. So he's looking like, what am I supposed to do? I just let the man stand up there and dance with us because I was just like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So finally, security was able to get him off the stage. But yeah, he walked right up like it's always something happening like it's showtime at my at church. The Apollo. It's showtime on Keist. That <laughs> <laughs> it's, show, it's showtime on Keist. Oh, so yeah, that is great. But I, I love, I love, um, I love all the funny things that happen in church. I think, I mean, you know, people's people, the, so, ooh, I, the, you know what, this is actually the funniest story that I have. Cause I still laugh about this right now to this day. And this happened like 15 years ago. Okay. This one lady was leading a song for our Christmas situation. She was leading special gift All right. and her skirt completely fell down to her ankles. It's, it's a lot down, of naked saints in these stories. What is down going on? to her ankles. <laughs> and I couldn't oh. believe it. And I laughed the entire time that I was singing. <laughs> Did she Hell like realize it? I was just like, just laughing in the midst of all of that. Oh yeah. no. Crazy. Did, how how long did it take her to realize that her skirt was down? Well, like, she she kept she was the consummate professional and kept on singing. And, just, and one of the one of the ladies from the praise team just kind of inched over and uh, like you know pulled it up, Lord, tied it real tight, and then walked back to her mic to to continue singing. Because the you know it got to go on. The yeah. the the song has to go on, so you don't have time. I mean, there have been times when my when my wig was sliding back, and I just have to keep on praising the Lord and just kind of <laughs> right. do a move to yeah. bring it back where it's supposed to be. Things See, happen. You just act like you got you know really hit by the song and just turn around and pass, give the mic to somebody else. Listen, just pull that girl right back down into the middle where she's supposed to be. It's a mess. From then on, though, I said, okay, never again. I will be sewing this girl down from now on. That because I'm not gonna have a Kiara moment where my wig just flies yeah. off. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna be nothing that blew straight off yeah so yeah. that's uh that's the thing that's the thing oh lord that's funny dude that's <laughs> <laughs> i love church and the hilariousness that i ensues. do yeah. i do i don't think that no one will ever be able to turn me off of church because it's just funny yeah and we need it like we, we need we need to laugh about most of this stuff because everything else in life just be so crazy right so yeah <laughs> we gotta laugh at this stuff yeah. Hey, what's up, folks? All right, so before we get to the next segment, I know you wanted to hear the Churchy Date infomercial that you're so used to hearing, but we're doing something different this time. Um, we're actually talking about Churchy Gear. So if you didn't know, Churchy Date is our own brand as part of Churchy Life, um, and Churchy Gear is another brand that we're coming out with to go along with Churchy Life. So this is Churchy Life Gear. We've got some funny shirts, some cool shirts for Christians. Uh, we've got the definition of churchy with this like cool, funny definition that I wrote up. Um, we've also got the God is good all the time text message t-shirt. So it's like this cool little spin on the God is good all the time call and response we hear in church all the time. But it's like a text message format. And uh, we even got dark mode for the iPhone users and, you know, regular mode. 
And the last but not least, we have the Hell Nah shirt. So if somebody asks you, where do you plan on spending eternity? Is it hell? You say, hell? Nah, I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to see my Lord. Amen. So check those shirts out. Also, we've got a special Gospel Legends series that we're doing, and it's honoring some of the you know legends of gospel some of the gospel greats and we're doing it in this cartoon like comic book style because i'm a big comic book fan so i designed this shirt for commission so we got the commission reunion type of shirt all the major guys are on the shirt in like this cool comic book style check that out at churchygear.com slash commissioned we've also got a promo code of course for you so any purchase on churchygear.com you get 25 percent off 25 percent if you use the code churchyfam2025 right all right churchy fam 2025 code on churchygear.com of course we're still rocking with churchy date you got to find your sanctified boot so you get on churchy date you get a free month with the promo code churchy life and you get 25 percent off your entire order on churchy gear with the code churchy fam 2025 all right so let's get into the holy hot seat and the holy hot seat is where we hit you with some random uh, rapid-fire type of questions that you have to answer on the spot about holiness and the okay. things of God and your knowledge of the people of God, <laughs> your level of sanctification. Amen. <laughs> oh, child, this level of sanctification, I don't know. Let yeah. me, hopefully I make my mama proud because I don't know, child. <laughs> Woo, okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. It's, it's, it's okay. really not that deep. I just like to make people think it is. <laughs> um, well, it, we kind of talked about some of this a little bit, but so this is a two-part question. So what's the best part and the worst part about growing up in church? The best part about growing up in church is that uh, nobody's voice can be trained like it's trained in church. I just believe we can go to all these classes all day long. It ain't going to never hit you the way it needs to until you've actually taken some courses in a, you know, in a, a choir rehearsal that's six hours long trying to get one, one, just one easy song. I love that. Um, yes. The worst part about growing up in church is that um, I didn't actually go to my first movie until I was 17. Oh, wow. Because going to the movie theaters was not a part of my life. Yeah. See, that's the South. That's the South holiness. Like California, yeah, we weren't tripping the like that's that. The South. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We were definitely tripping. That's so that was the, the the worst part is that we I missed out on a whole lot of things that teenagers did because yeah. of church. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I still mm-hmm. missed out on a bunch of like I never I've never been to any kind of school dance or um, I went to prom my senior year, but I definitely nah. had a curfew of midnight. OK. And when I came home an hour later, my mom grounded me from prom to graduation. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just made her apologize to me about that the other week, too, because I was like, you punished me for going to prom and staying out an hour later. But my younger brother went to prom with me because he was dating a girl in my class and he didn't even come home that night. <laughs> Your younger brother. My younger brother. So, no. man, what's what's real? What's really good right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. So, yes, yeah, she gave me a she screamed the apology to me, but it was an apology. So I got to just, you know, <laughs> I think my mom apologized. <laughs> I. So she, I went to a performing arts high school. I went to Hollywood High for mm-hmm. one year. Um, and I was only there for one year because we weren't singing songs befitting of holiness. See? And I'll tell See? you, these the songs were like, you know, Barbara Ann. Ba, ba, uh-huh. ba, ba. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
My mom came to one concert that we had. Was, was like, oh, not having this it. This is what's happening. <laughs> was not me, having it. Pulled me right out of the Listen, school. Listen, Rita Louise Watson, the <laughs> choir and the competition is out. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Dude. And it was, <laughs> it pulled me out of the school. And then she tried to act like it was for other reasons. Like, oh, you was doing bad in your classes. I was doing bad in the same classes I've always done bad in. <laughs> Math and history. <laughs> I always do bad in those classes. Every oh other class I had an A in, two classes I had a D and an F. Oh, it was because oh you were. Oh, my God. No, it was because we were. And then the really messed up part was maybe a year or so later, we was at like a random night service. Mm-hmm. And my pastor, he was preaching some message about, I don't remember what, but he starts singing Barbara Ann in the message because it went with, and I looked at it like, how dare you? Just you? look, just look at it and give it a side <laughs> out because, girl, you tried it. You tried it. You tried me. <laughs> Yeah, I completely understand. Uh, my, but you know what? My mom is just like that. She does not listen to R&B. And according to her, she don't listen to secular music, whatever. Right. But when she was working at this bank here in Dallas, of course, you know, they would have like a radio, you know what I'm saying, like station that would play throughout the bank. Yeah, and yeah. I remember my mom, at this point, I had already started like sneaking and listening to R&B. So I was pretty aware of the, the newest stuff that was out. Yeah. My mom came home one day and was like, there's this song that they play on the radio every day at work and i at this point i've learned the song but it says um and then she in her very in her very kojic way of singing she was just like uh the song was uh it went um i wanna know what turns you and i was like mama that is i was like mama that is joke and so from then oh, on, no. from then on, she was like, girl, that man know he can sing. And I just, I love, I just love the way he sings. So then I started like letting her hear all of Joe's stuff. Right. And she was like, oh, girl, he really, yeah, come Joe's on out dope. of this, girl. Come out of this. Come out of this. <laughs> Listen to Joe. Walk yeah. into the fullness of this new knowledge. It's okay Lord. for you to, yeah. The only thing that saved me was like, we would, I would get bussed out to school and our bus driver, he's probably like, you know, 19, 20 or something. So he always had on like the R&B station, the R&B hip hop yeah. station. So I learned all the stuff there, like on the bus on the way to school. I didn't even I really get to nothing. listen to gospel music at home, which was interesting because she just didn't oh, listen to music in she general. Did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. The only, she had a tape of Shirley Caesar and she had yep. a tape of Vanessa Bell Armstrong and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everything else I had to learn at church. Um. And I figured our choir director wrote most of the songs because I had no idea there was such a thing as the gospel industry or artists that were doing things. I used to feel, I actually still feel the same way today. All of those songs that my choir back at home sang, I've never heard none of them songs no more ever after that. And I'm just like, okay, so was our choir is writing this stuff? Because yeah. like, I ain't heard no other choir sing this but yeah, us. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I remember when hmm. I, this is, this is so sad. I remember telling my friends, oh, man, I just um, heard this dude on TBN. He was, it was amazing. He has, like, a choir. He's called Fred Hammond. It's like, and he's got a choir called Radical for Christ. Oh, this dude is dope. And they're like, yeah, the dude from Commission. I'm like, who? No, no. I don't know what y'all are talking about. It's a dude named Fred Hammond. There was no commission there. He has a choir. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's from... I had to go He's, back and listen to a whole lot of stuff. Oh, now, up. yeah. No, I definitely I, grew up on commission and the Winans. Those were like my boys. I knew the Winans a little bit. And the only reason I knew the Winans was because there was a Christmas program 
um, and I was leading the real meaning of Christmas. And I was, mm-hmm. I forgot how old I was. I was a kid. Um, and the, the director for the, like the kids choir director, whatever, gave me a tape with it on there so I could learn oh, okay. it. Okay. And it had other stuff on there. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I knew a little bit about the whinings and that was pretty much it. I had to go backwards yeah. and like listen to all commission stuff and catch up. Um, it's been about 20 years or so now, but you had to catch up pretty bad. So now my yeah. kids are fans of commissioned. Absolutely. Um, they're three You're and raising four. them right. You're yeah. raising them in the way of holiness. They're watching commission reunion right now in their bed. Listen, yeah. I'm <laughs> not mad. Go forth kids. Go forth. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Uh, let me think. Oh, here's a good one for you. What's your favorite after church spot to eat? Cause I need to know where to go to after church. Well, here. see, um, you ain't you ain't over here in the hood like the rest of us is, because uh, eh. I just believe in being down south. You know what I'm saying, where things are. But right. I love, love, love Henderson's chicken, and they the, my favorite one is the one in Cedar Hill because that four piece with a pepper and fries, okay. and that bread with a Kool Aid lemonade mix. They have Kool Aid. They have red Kool Aid, bruh. Oh, it's just and but that chicken is so who I be going in. And the crazy thing is, I didn't learn how to eat chicken, pepper, the chicken, the jalapeno pepper and the fries with bread together until I moved to Dallas. My friend actually was just like, Didi, this is how you eat it. So you take a (laughs) bite of the chicken, you take a bite of the pepper, Mm -hmm. put some bread in your mouth, chew it all together. And then you take fries. And I was just like, oh. (laughs) It's a whole so process. Now, it's a process. So yeah, Henderson's chicken is my favorite place to eat after church on Sunday. If I'm feeling a little like, eh, I want to be a bit more, you know what I'm saying, health conscious, I'll go to Chipotle. But like other than if I really want to be like my skin color, yeah. Henderson's. Henderson's is where it's at. Yeah. We'll have to find that. Um, because the kids, all they ever want to go to is Golden Corral. Okay, um, so I need them to come out of that because no, that ain't they, it. They're so ridiculous. They <laughs> that ain't it. They, that ain't it. Look, they ask for it by name. We come out of yeah. church and they're like, now we going to go to Corral Foods. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where'd the foods come from? I need, I need <sighs> them to come out of that because that yeah. ain't it. Oh, we my God. To, okay. We had to come to. Yeah, you got to make a trip Yeah, down cool. south. Yeah. That's cool. We might have to visit the church one Sunday whenever you yeah, happen sure. to be there. If you're not I just in don't Thailand. Know, yeah. or I don't, I don't know when. I, I can't tell you when I'm going to be there next yeah. child. Just don't, don't worry. <laughs> can't tell you Mm-mm. yeah it's all good <laughs> um let's see oh you know what okay here's another good one in your industry who do you look up to who's like one of your um who's somebody you look up to who do you aspire to be like so that's okay. So I don't necessarily aspire to be like anybody in the industry only because I really feel like I am sort of like, I feel like I kind of snuck into the industry and I'm just kind of doing a little bit of work and then I'd be like tapping out Okay. Um, because I'm not, cause I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like a singer singer in real life. No. Like, I really love singing background. It's like I have a passion for making sure that these notes behind whatever is going on out in front is right. And, you know, so that that's like that's my dope. thing. No, I, I, I love I, that. Yeah, I've never wanted to be a solo artist. I mean, I can do I can do the work. Like, if, if I had to do a show by myself, 
I could totally do it because I know how to lead songs and I, right. I have the charisma to be out front, but I really, really, really love, uh, singing background. And so, uh, as far as like me looking up to people, um, I love, uh, I love the fact that I have had the type of career that I only sing behind people that I really have much respect for. Okay. So I've never had to just do a gig just because I needed to do that gig to, yeah. to make money, to do whatever. Right. Everybody that I've sang behind, it's really been people that I respect, but I, uh, uh, Kirk Franklin is my absolute favorite. Um, my favorite artist. Yeah. And one of my favorite people because he is really the way that he presents himself to the public. Like he is, you know, he's so down for his people. He really is a very like humble guy. That's um, dope. he really does want you to treat him like you're, uh, like you're his sister, yeah. like you're his niece. Like it's, it's, that's like a really big thing for him. Um, and so I just appreciate the fact that he is as regular as he is mm -hmm. knowing his influence and knowing the stature that right. he has in people's eyes. So, so yeah, I, um, yeah, if, if I, if I was going to look up to anybody, um, I look up to him, especially because he just, he loves to let me, um, play like short jokes with him. Like I can walk <laughs> into, I can walk into the studio and I just be like, Oh my God, it's Kurt Franklin. And he's like, Didi, really chill. <laughs> and then I'll go over to him and I will legit like pick him up. Oh, I, like, I, wow. I, and he's like, Didi. Like I'm 50 years old and you're picking me up and trying to put me on your hip. And I'm oh, just like, no. Oh, look at him. Like it's a, it's a thing. That but he, terrible. he, <laughs> that's terrible. But yeah, I love that he is, he, he's not so far in his feelings yeah. that he don't, you know what I'm saying? That he don't like to play. And, um, and he's just really, he's just really like good people after, um, the Memphis show, which was considered my home show, on the tour because we didn't go to Arkansas. Okay. All of my family came to the Memphis show. And after the show was over, he sat with my folks for an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Talking about like, they were asking him questions just about his, cause he asked, he said, what do y'all want to know about me? Yeah. And they were just firing off questions and he was just asking, he sat there, he ate his dinner while he was answering questions. And, um, and for him to be the person that he is and has been exposed to so many different voices to hear him tell my family, like, I don't ever want to do another record without Dee Dee's voice on it. Oh, like wow. I, I've, I can tell that y'all have groomed her in a way, um, that, that makes it to where she can go in different avenues and seeing different things and yeah. she can adapt either way. And that was just like, you just really didn't have to do any of that talking that you did. And so <laughs> the fact that they feel like he's their nephew now. Family, yeah. You know, so yeah, if anybody, it would be him. That's dope. And yeah, mm -hmm. especially because you get people who become very grand with yeah. very little. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> they become mm -hmm. very, very grand. Yep. Um, I've been big timed by many. Um, and yeah. it's like, what's, what's happening? It's... <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm from LA, so you know, people in yeah. LA are known for uh for being grand. Uh -huh. So yeah, that's that's refreshing. That's good to know. Yeah. It sounds like we need him on the podcast. It's He's amazing. <laughs> He's so down to earth, man. Like it's just it's just so it's it's so cool to be around him and and again, not to I don't take away uh from the fact that I am not necessarily living 
my dream because my dream was never to grow up and to sing with, you know what I'm saying? These people, like right. it never was like, I wanted to be a Supreme court justice when I was growing up. I, I didn't want to have anything to do with music period. That just hmm. wasn't my goal. But to be on that stage every night and singing these songs that I literally grew up listening to. Right. Yeah. And so I tell him all the time, I'm going to forever give you your flowers because you like you were basically the soundtrack of my childhood. Like all of my, you know, I'm saying teenage years in school, like I was bumping your music in my room when my mama would make me mad. I was turning (laughs) up revolution. Oh, (laughs) like. Girl, you out here doing all this extra talking, and I'm up here talking about, oh, hey. just trying to get on your nerves. Just trying to get on your nerves. So, yeah. That's dope. This has been great. Cool. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, of course. You're dope, and I really appreciate you taking some time and um, sharing a peek into your churchy life and all the hilarious <laughs> stuff we talked about. This has been really good. Thank you. Hey, let the people know um, where they can find you on social media if they need you to come sing background for their um, for their Easter <laughs> right. program or play tambourine. Listen, <laughs> listen. As if, if as long as and I and I that's what I really want people to know about me is that you know people see me singing with all of these different artists um, and I travel you know the world doing this you know work. Right. Um, I am not. I've, I've never been too good to come to a regular church service that's happening on a Sunday evening at three o'clock and right, singing right. for whatever. Um, it's just about, you know what I'm saying? People reaching out to me and if I'm in town and I can do it, yeah, I'm there. Like, you know, so that's not, you know, that, that shouldn't deter anybody. If you need me to come and sing for the kids Easter program, I'll get up there <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? For Christmas to sing, who would imagine a King? I'm down oh, for all of that. Out. Right. I'm down for all of that, that's but they up. can find me cutting up, because that's what I normally do Absolutely. on social media. Um, on Instagram, um, my name is Call Me Dita, C A L L M E D E E D A, because my family calls me Dita instead of Didi. Um, on Facebook, Darian Yancey. And on Twitter, I think my name is Call Me Dita on Twitter too. Right. But I, listen, I'm just cutting up all over the place. It don't matter. Just, yeah. you right. know, come <laughs> find me. Come cut up with me, child. We'll put. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the links to your uh, your profiles and stuff in the show notes. So if Thank somebody wants you. to click over and, yeah. and get straight to you, they'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Again, you are dope, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. We'll have to do yes. it again when you think of some more um, stories of naked people Definitely. running down the aisles at, <laughs> at TD Jake's church. Child, when you come, you liable to see a naked person running down the aisle. Lord Girl. Jesus. It's a thing, child. It's a thing. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for checking out this week's episode. Clearly, this was like the longest one we've done. So, Didi, that's your fault because we had such a good time. I appreciate you so much. And congratulations. You just got married as, well, of course, you know, but everybody else. So this is Darian Elliott that we talked to on the podcast this week. Appreciate you again. And everybody who's listening, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for checking out the Churchy Life podcast and just supporting what we're doing. Hit us up on churchylife.com. Follow us, subscribe, share it with your friends. God bless.